Well, as Tim said, I'm Haynes. This is me. Here I am. Um, I'm really excited and honored just to be working at this church. As Tim said, this process of hiring me and Fran started pretty early. And I think it was about the beginning of February that I uh, got the job. And so for the next four and a half months, just waiting to get here. But I really couldn't wait to get here. I was really excited. It's kind of funny. Martha Bowman, this church actually popped up on my radar about, I guess, 16, 17 years ago. I first heard about it. I was a freshman at the University of Georgia, and I began to actually meet other college students from Macon who had grown up in this church. And I met a couple of people. It seemed like almost every year of college, I met a couple of people who grew up in this church. And so I just want to say, as a shout out to you all and to this church, y'all produce really good Christians because the people that I met at the University of Georgia, and it was through the Wesley Foundation, they were all pretty awesome. So that's a shout out to you guys. And so I first heard about this church all the way back then, and through the last 16, 17 years, Martha Bowman, this name of this church, kept popping up. Um, I've known people who worked here. I'm good friends with Bill Tanner, Mark Fritchman, if you remember them, they used to work here. I worked with Bill at another church, and just all these years, um, I've had just some kind of Connection with Martha Bowman informally because I kept meeting people and the Lord is very funny and weird And that I first heard about this church all those years ago and I get to work here now And it's pretty cool how it all came full circle So just know that I'm really honored and excited to be here Please introduce yourself to me. I know I met a ton of you last week at the reception You're gonna have to introduce yourself to me only about 4,000 times and then we'll be good uh, everybody says they're bad with names, and so I'm just going to tell you I really am, and that's not an excuse. So please introduce – if you really, really want me to get your name down, take me to lunch. That is <laughs> I promise you. If I don't want your name, but you don't take me to lunch, it's kind of on you. So just know that from the outset. A little bit about me, uh, just about my background. I'm from Atlanta. I grew up there. Like Tim said, I went to the University of Georgia. I was a part of the Wesley Foundation, which is just one of the best things going anywhere. And after that, uh, I was part of a couple different churches. I pastored a small church in Athens for a few years. Two years ago, almost exactly right now during this time of summer, I felt the Lord calling me out of that church. And that was the start of my movement, slowly but surely, to uh, serve as a pastor in the United Methodist Church. If you had told me two years ago I'd be living in Macon, Georgia, pastoring at a church, I would have said, you are out of your mind. And that was nothing against the United Methodist Church or Macon. It was just nowhere on my radar. But the Lord knows way better than I do. He is leading my life, and if he wasn't, I would make a mess of it. And so, anyway, here we are. So, a couple little facts about me. I um, am a fantastic power napper. So, if you ever come by my office and you knock on the door in the afternoon and I don't answer, I might be asleep. That's not true. I'm kidding. I would not do that. But I am a really good power napper. I would not sleep at work, at least where you could find me. <laughs> I am a diehard University of Georgia football fan, and I just, yeah, it's, it is deep in my blood. I really don't actually care too much about any other University of Georgia sports. So if we were in, for example, the national championship in tennis or baseball, yeah, just that's great. <laughs> I don't give more money to the university if we do that. It's football or nothing for me. 
So just know that. If you invite me over for like a University of Georgia gymnastics meet to watch it at your house, I'm probably not going to come. Uh, I grew up in the 1980s and the 90s, and uh, I was just thinking about that. You know, I grew up in the era of the best music, so at least that's what I think. That's what I, um, I actually play guitar and drums a little bit, and that's what I grew up on. Songs like Don't Stop Believing" by Journey, Vanilla Ice, if you guys remember that. You probably didn't think there'd be a Vanilla Ice reference today, so you take that one with you. Um, I got a great family, and I have one sister, three nieces, my parents, I got a couple of stepsisters. It's pretty awesome. So that's very, very little bit about me. And you'll get to know me better in the coming weeks and months. My story will get more unpacked, and you'll get to learn a bit about me. So, all I have to say, really glad to be here. And I feel really goofy wearing a suit and tie, by the way. That's just not in a bad way. I'm just not used to it. So, I feel like this jacket is hindering my attack readiness. So, I'll just have to go Anyway. What we're going to be talking about today, um, from John Lennon's Tim Rez, we're going to be talking about the subject of evangelism. Now, as a church, we want to be the kind of church, and I know that Martha Bowman already is this, so we just want to take another step forward in this. This is not, we're not doing this, and we need to get better. It is, we're already doing this. How can we get better at it, though? This whole idea of evangelism and reaching out to the people outside of our church, outside of our church walls, those who don't know the Lord yet, those who the unchurched, maybe they were part of church and they got sick of church and burned out and they just kind of walked away from their relationship with the Lord. Whatever their circumstance is, how we as a church can better reach out to them with the gospel so that we can see more and more people come to Christ. And I just want to start our whole message today just by saying this. Jesus loves making Georgia, and he loves everybody here. And he died for everybody in this city and the Bible tells us in Timothy that he desires everybody, all men, to be saved. And so part of our job as a church is we want to be in step with, give ourselves to, co-labor with Jesus on this whole reality of seeing as many people in Macon, Georgia, who don't know him, come to know him. We want to play our part in that. We want to have a role in Jesus' citywide desire of evangelism. And I just want to say that there are people... That this church is supposed to reach that no other church is supposed to reach. That's just how the kingdom of God works. And so we want to just figure out how we can better and more fully step into that and work with the Lord in that. But Jesus loves this city, and he loves everybody here, and he died for everybody here. And we have a role in that to help as many people as possible come to know him. So I know with evangelism sometimes it can kind of be, I, this might not be you, this was me growing up. I didn't always love hearing messages about evangelism because for me personally, I knew it was important and I was really bad at it and I didn't really do it. And so anytime I heard a sermon about it, I was like, oh man, I don't want to hear this. And I'm not saying that's anybody here. I just want you to know, I don't stand up here as an expert. I don't stand up here and say, follow my example in evangelism. I've got all the answers. I know how it's done. I'm really not very good at this. I don't know if you are. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. But if you're not, just know that you and I are in the same boat. And we as a church, just like our Holy Spirit, teach us a little bit, help us out. We just want to take a step forward so our church can be a part of what God's doing. So let's start. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to jump into John chapter 1. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. And we ask right now, Lord, that you would just speak to us, 
God, that you would just go into those deep places in our heart where you, we need you to do something deep and real. Lord, I just ask right now that you would anoint anything I say. Lord, nobody needs to hear from me, but we need to hear from you. So, Lord, anything that I say that is of you, would it take root in our hearts? And anything I say that's of me, would you just wipe it from our memory? Would it fall to the ground as dust and be blown away? In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're talking about evangelism, and we're going to just talk about two very simple things today. It's going to be, hopefully, pretty short and sweet. The first thing we want to talk about is a very specific form of evangelism that all of us can start engaging with, employing, giving ourselves to today. And the thing is, this form of evangelism is actually really easy to do. And that's kind of the good news. At least it's good news to me because I like things that are easy. And so that's the first thing we're going to talk about is a form of evangelism that's really easy to do and that we can start doing today. And the second thing we're going to talk about today is specific people in your life and in my life, people we know in Macon, that we can begin to employ and use this form of evangelism upon. And I think what the Lord wants to do today is that when you walk out of here, that you are actually going to have at least one person you, by name, that you can actually use this form of evangelism on. You might have more than one, but we're going to really kind of take that next step. We're not just going to talk about evangelism in general and just, yeah, we should do evangelism, and then that's kind of just a little out there, nothing talk, but okay, actual people that you all can begin to use this form of evangelism on. So that's where we're headed. So let me give you a quick explanation of the context of John 1 that Tim read. The story starts out with John the Baptist is hanging out, and he's with two of his disciples. They're standing there. We don't know what they're doing. They're just hanging out. But as they're standing there, Jesus walks by. And as Jesus walks by, John the Baptist gets the attention of his two disciples, and he points at Jesus. He says, hey, look, that guy, he says, that's the Lamb of God. And what John's saying there is, that's the Lamb of God. That's the Messiah. That's the Savior of the world. And so from the start of this passage, we see this whole passage is about coming to the realization of who Jesus is as the Lamb of God. That's kind of the umbrella of the whole story. And so John points to Jesus, and he says, hey, that's the Lamb of God. So these two disciples, they stop hanging out with John, and they start following, walking behind Jesus. So they're following him, and Jesus takes notice that these two guys are following him. Jesus turns around. And he looks at him and he says, hey, what do you guys want? Basically, he's saying, what's going on? And then they say to him, they say, Rabbi, where are you staying? And then Jesus says a really cool thing. He goes, come and you will see. Come and you will see. Jesus, what he does here is he extends this invitation to these two guys. He says, hey, just come hang out with me. Come with me. Come where I'm going. Come into my presence. And they form basically a little community. But Jesus extends an invitation to them that they could get to know him and find out who he is. It's an invitation. And specifically, it's an invitation that's evangelistic. Jesus says, come and you will see. Come hang out with me and get to know me. And what we're going to talk about is this whole idea of evangelism through invitation. That's the form of evangelism we want to focus on today. This idea of all of us as a church... Reaching out to the people outside of our walls through invitation by inviting them here to church, here at Martha Bowen, that they might get to know Jesus. That's what we're going to focus on. So, Jesus invites these two guys, and I want you to understand, 
Now, there might be some theological, uh, not problems here, don't hear that, but just, you might disagree with me on this, this is just my opinion. But to me, this is really kind of where the church starts, because Jesus is starting a community. Alright, he's inviting these two guys. At this point, Jesus doesn't have a ministry, he's just gotten baptized, and he invites these two guys. And to me, this is really the start of the church. Jesus starts a community with these two guys. And I want you to understand, this is how Jesus, think about all the great things Jesus did. Great sermons, great miracles, great healing. But Jesus starts his church simply by invitation. And I want us just to kind of wrap our minds around the idea that this is where Jesus started the New Testament church. It was just by invitation. It wasn't by healing and sermons and all. That stuff's great and has a place. But this is where Jesus started. And so I just want us to understand that this whole idea of inviting people to church is foundational in the New Testament church. Because this is kind of where it all started. And I want you to understand that this is a form of evangelism that is really effective and that the Lord really does use. He really uses it when we invite people here to church and they can come. And here's the whole deal. Here's how it works. As we invite people here, basically what we're doing is we are bringing them here and we're just going to hand them over to Jesus for them to encounter him. If you think about it, because when we invite people here, they experience worship, they experience preaching, they experience community and fellowship. And it's in kind of that mixture of all those things working together that God encounters people. Because here's what we need to understand. If you know anything, if you've ever tried evangelism, it's generally, depending on the form of evangelism you pick, it's really hard to do. I don't know, for example, if you ever sat down with somebody you don't really know and tried to share the gospel, it, it means almost impossible. They're gonna, you're going to send them running to the hills. But there is something about inviting them here to church when they come, that they get to encounter Jesus. It's way more effective. And that's what we see here in John chapter 1, is that we invite people here. And it's a really effective form of evangelism in which we see people come to know Jesus. And so we want to just begin to really step into this and say, okay, I need to invite people. We need to be inviting people here. Now here's the great news. At least this is good news to me. I mentioned this at the beginning. As we invite people great news about it is this is so easy to do. Actually, inviting people is not really hard to do. All right, let me just give you an example of a possible scenario of inviting somebody to the church. All right, you ready for this? I went to seminary for three, or actually a lot more than three years, and I'm about to show you something that's so simple, it makes me think my degree was a waste of money. Okay, so say I'm standing here, I'm talking to somebody I know right there, let's say their name is Fred. This is all we're talking about. Hey, Fred, you want to come to church with me this Sunday? That's it. You can do that. I can do that. Some variation of that statement. That's what we're talking about. That's all we're saying. And it's through that simple, and that almost seems unspiritual, I know. Because it's like, that's all we're talking about? Yeah, that's all we're talking about. Inviting somebody to church. And as they come, we hand them over to Jesus. And God really uses it. And the Spirit moves in people. And I want you to understand why the Lord likes this form of evangelism. Here's why. Jesus knows everybody's story and everybody's background and where they are. And so when we invite people here, you and I, as well as you think you might know somebody, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But Jesus really knows that person. He knows where they come from. He knows the hurts they've experienced. He knows the pain they've been through. He knows their personality. All of those things that we don't know. 
And so when we bring them here, Jesus meets people where they are and who they are. Something that you and I just can't do no matter how hard we try. And so it's a really cool way for us to partner with the Lord through invitation because he knows people and he meets them where they are when we bring them here. And I promise you, God really uses this form of evangelism and it really works. And so we can, um, collectively as a church and individually, we want to really begin to more and more step out in this and move in this. So that's the first thing we want to talk about, this whole idea of a form of evangelism, which is inviting people to church, and it's really easy to do. So that's the first thing we're going to talk about. Now, I mentioned two things we're going to talk about. The second thing is specific people that you and I can invite here. Now, I looked this up. There's about 91,000 people who live in Macon, Georgia. That's a lot of people, according to the census. Well, our church... I don't think we can invite everybody here. That'd be a little bit beyond us, to say the least. And I don't think that's what the Lord really wants us to do. We're not supposed to go out and invite strangers and people we don't know. That's not really going to be that effective. But we are to invite people. So out of that 91,000 people, kind of take that huge number, who should we invite? Well, I think John 1 tells us pretty clearly. I'm going to read it to you real quick. Starting verse 40, it says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who had heard that John, what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. So Andrew is one of the two guys who followed Jesus. Jesus invites Andrew. Andrew goes with Jesus, gets his life transformed, he becomes a Christian. And I love how it says the first thing he did is he went and did the same thing that happened to him. He went out and found somebody, and he invited them to Jesus. But look at what it says. It says, who did he invite? It says he invited his brother, Peter. Andrew invited somebody that he had a relationship with, somebody that he knew. And that's the answer to the question, who we invite. It's people that we have a relationship with. It's somebody or somebodies that we know. It's not strangers. It's not somebody just sitting at a table at Starbucks you've never met trying to invite them to church. That's not really going to work. They're probably going to call security. I'm just telling you, it's people that we know. It's somebody you have a relationship with. So just think about it for a minute. Let's think about all the kind of relationships that, that we have, okay? Maybe you've got a family member who doesn't know the Lord. That's probably somebody you can invite here, whether it's your spouse, your kids. Maybe you're a kid and you've got a parent. Maybe you've got a sibling, grandparent, aunt, uncle, whatever. Maybe you've got a friend or two, somebody you're close with, that you have a good friendship with, and they don't know the Lord. That's somebody you could invite here. Another example would be a coworker. I mean, golly, that's a huge mission field, let me tell you. I used to, um, if I don't get sued for saying this, I used to work at Papa John's, and everybody there needed Jesus, let me just tell you that. Um, <laughs> Maybe you've got a neighbor, a person who lives across the street or next door to you. Maybe they don't know the Lord. That's somebody you can invite to church. Uh, maybe you're a student of some kind, and maybe you've got a classmate, the person who sits next to you in English or the person who sits behind you in biology. Maybe it's just an acquaintance. Maybe you go to the same Starbucks every day, and you've gotten to know the workers there because they have the same shifts, and you form some kind of casual friendship slash acquaintance relationship with them. Or maybe you go to the same gym, and you see the same people, and you become friends with them. 
and acquaintances there. My point is all these different categories, those are just examples of the kind of relationships that we have. And within those categories, are there people in your life that don't know the Lord that you can invite here just within those relationships? Because let me say this. God has put you where he's put you in your life, and he's given you the relationships that you have. And none of it's an accident, and none of it was just by chance. Now, do we have free will? Of course we do. But the Spirit leads us through our free will. And in that, the Lord, for example, he's put you in the family he's put you in. Or he's given you the job that you have. Or he's put you in the neighborhood that you're in. None of it's by accident. And we have to begin to see with our spiritual eyes, okay, Lord, you've put me where you put me. My life is constructed as it is, and I have the relationships that I have. Who should I be reaching out to and who should I be inviting to? Because Jesus has put you where he's put you and given you these relationships so that people can come to know him. And we just begin need to begin to realize that and act upon that, that we have relationships and there are people in your life who the Lord wants you to invite to church. That's just as clear as I can say it. There are people in your life that God wants you to invite here. So we need to begin to do that. So, let's talk about specific names of people that you can invite here. Because I said that was really kind of where we were headed today. So what I want to do just for a couple minutes is we're just going to hang out here together. And we're just going to listen to the Holy Spirit. And if this is new to you, no problem. This is not going to be weird or anything. I think the Holy Spirit is just going to speak to us in our hearts, give us some names. Maybe you'll get a face of somebody you know, like, oh yeah, I can invite them. You're not going to hear some audible voice. None of us are going to hear that. We're just talking about when the Spirit speaks to us in our heart. We're just going to see, okay, what names or faces of people come to mind that we know? And I'm, we're just going to act in faith. Any name or face that comes to mind, I want you to make note of that. You can write it down, put it in your phone. If you've got a good memory, just stick it in your brain somewhere. Um, I'm going to think that's more women. Y'all are going to be way better at that than the men. That's okay. <laughs> Go with that. Um, guys, you probably want to write it down because we forget. So whatever it is, just write those names down, and we're going to believe that that's somebody the Lord wants you to invite here.